Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Cruise Control, Ask a Car Guy Anything. And today's podcast is brought to you by Palace Coffee House and Amarillo National Bank. Because Amarillo National Bank's just like me. They're everywhere. Okay, so today we are at Palace Coffee House in Canyon, Texas, and I've got a bunch of guests with me today, and this is really actually kind of exciting because we're going to do a real quick impromptu podcast and talk about some subjects. One of them happens to be about safety and the concern of people who drive vehicles and the new safety features that are coming out, especially the multiple systems that have launched in like the last two and a half to three years in all these new vehicles. So real quick, a quick introduction. I've got uh, a couple here that we met, oh gosh, how long ago did we meet, Don? About four years ago? Okay, about four years ago. And so I've got Don and Michelle here, and they are residents here in Canyon. Hi, hi everybody. Hi. Uh, hello, podcast world. <laughs> Say hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Um, Michelle? Yes. What kind of questions would you have for a car guy about safety features coming up in the near future? Do you have any thoughts about that? How fail-proof they are. Okay, that's a great I mean, idea. Are they, you know, yeah. actually worth the extra dollar you're going to spend? Okay, that's, that's really a good question. Um, here's the nuts and bolts of it, okay? backup camera the most popular one that was launched probably in the last 10 years reverse backup camera is it worth it dollar for dollar I would say yes there's some that I believe in and some that I don't um, the backup camera I would say yes because what I teach my clients and they get in a vehicle and they're playing around with it for the first time I'll tell them and teach them that you need to look at this backup camera as a fifth mirror you know you have your rear view mirrors your side mirrors and your top mirrors this is just another mirror you don't need to totally depend upon it but you need to look at it because it's got a 3d view or per se like a 2d 2d view where you're gonna see parts of the tricycle that you might be running over that you don't don't normally see in the rear view mirror because the mirrors up high so that one I kind of like and I get that. A Bluetooth, I think it's totally worth it if you use it. <laughs> Absolutely. Which, um, by the way, is my pet peeve. You buy an $80,000 vehicle, you probably need to learn how to use Bluetooth. <laughs> okay, so I digress. I won't go on about that, but Kevin, what do you think? Uh, I personally agree with the backup camera. I find myself using it a lot more then I would use the mirrors just because where I park there's nothing going to be up high enough where I would see it in the rear view mirror. Right. It's all in my on my lower lower peripheral. Right, right, so the, right. So the camera catches all that stuff. Right. Because it sits right because when you look at the camera it sits, usually sits right above the lift on the trunk or the tailgate. Mm-hmm. And all your stuff that you would if you drive a truck or an SUV, like a tricycle, stuff like that, it's gonna sit below the the window the, the window line. So you won't necessarily see it in the rear view mirror unless it's like a wide view, like right. wide angle. But if it's just sitting right there on your bumper, mm-hmm. yeah, boom, it's right there. You know the most important thing about a backup camera? 
Keep it clean. <laughs> no joke. Uh, all you have to do is just take your finger and a little moist, lick your finger, lick your thumb, and just swipe that camera clean. Because every once in a while it gets a lot of uh, debris on it. And some of the older cars that I've gotten into in the last couple of years that are old, and they've had a backup camera for a long time, if you took some real mild wax, you could probably polish that lens because it has some oxidation on it. Right. That will actually happen. So that's your uh, hints from Heloise tip today from JP. Is don't use toothpaste. Doesn't work. Sorry. <laughs> okay. What else? Uh, we were talking about Bluetooth. Okay, so she said Bluetooth. I think Bluetooth is nice. Again, um, being a certified master technology expert for the dealership, um, there are some very unique ways of setting up Bluetooth. I hate to break your heart, but about half the people that set it up themselves and log in and create a link to their vehicle actually do it wrong. It is unbelievable how many times people do it wrong. There's a lot of, on Android phones, there's a lot of pop-up screens where you have to allow access to your messages and to your contacts, whereas in iPhone users, you have to be critically careful and make sure you pay attention to what the pop-up screens say and click OK, yes, or no. It's just very, very different because they're, they're allowing text messages to come through the system with SMS. And some of them do it and some of them don't. So if you have any issues, you know where to find me. Greg Lair, Buick GMC, Canyon, Texas. And MMS doesn't show up. Right. On. Yeah. So, you know, if your children or people are sending you long messages, like, or at least like 300 characters where they're sending you pictures, yeah. it won't show up. Yeah. They did fix one issue. I don't know if you knew about this or not, Don, but there were a lot of people that would take, like, iPhone users would use, like, emoji cons as their partner or their wife or whatever. And if that was in their profile, the Apple phone wouldn't make a phone call because it didn't understand what the happy smiley face was. Or would say new text message from piece of poo or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Okay. So, Don, any questions about safety technology? Do you think we're going to become too reliant on it? No. We'll never become too reliant on it. It's going to be a situation where it will get over cumbersome. I think probably in the next five years you're going to see a lot of safety technology come out, but there will never ever be an automatic self-driving car Totally. There will be self-driving cars where you can flip on autopilot and sit back and relax and enjoy a book, but man and machine will always work hand in hand. I don't think they'll ever come up with anything autonomous other than, well, and well, I take that back. I was going to say other than semi-trucks, but automatic self-driving vehicles are going to be first introduced in the semi-truck driving world and truck drivers are going to start losing a lot of jobs in about 10 years because that's where they want the technology is they want because semi-trucks and transportation of cargo and shipping stuff and all that that's on the roads right now it's in the way of normal life 
you know, residential people versus commercial vehicles on the road. They're, they're trying to separate the two, and that's where you're going to see the big push is autonomous driving semi-trucks that have solar panels on top, and they're all electric, and they're saving energy, and the driver is sitting in the back taking a nap, and they're going to be on a, a street all by themselves, is what the future's talking about right now. Okay. Yeah. Tesla, if you're not familiar with the company, they have autopilot, where it engages after a certain time because it's monitoring. I think there's like some kind of sensor on the dashboard that's monitoring the driver. It's your eye contact. It's your, it I guess, yeah, it monitors your eye contact yeah. with, with the car. Right. If it detects that you're not maintaining eye contact, it's going to assume that you're falling asleep at the yeah. wheel. It's, it's going to assume that your ability to engage is diminished. Did you, have you heard of Super Cruise? Cadillac, the Cadillac, yeah. Cadillac now has in the 2019 Cadillac CTS and the AT, ATS and the CT6. CT6 thank you, Kev. Um, have Super Cruise where you can let go of the steering wheel and if you don't keep your eyes on the road and you look down, it'll turn itself off. Yeah, it is. It's pretty amazing. Um, but good question. Um, uh, you know, there's nothing like getting behind a car and putting your wrapping your hands around a steering wheel and putting your foot on the gas pedal and, and driving down the street. It's there's a connection that man has with machine, and I don't think that'll ever go away. I don't either. It'll change, Michelle. Oh, you absolutely. You think so? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's why exactly what I was kind of talking about. How these, you know, like lane keep assist, uh, blind spot monitoring, all that stuff. I mean, it helps. Okay. Kevin just brought up a good point. But it also disengages you as a driver. Okay, so real quick, this is for my audience and for anybody listening right now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pat myself on the back because I actually predicted the future and it's actually coming true. Um, General Motors last week introduced a program where they're going to start training uh, people that work at their dealerships on how all this safety equipment works. And what I alluded to two years ago, and Kevin, you're going to remember this, okay. is the fact that I am going to probably in the next couple of years, I'll have an iPad or a tablet of some kind. Sorry, I don't like plugging Apple products, but that's just the way it is. I'll have a tablet, and on this tablet will be a disclosure statement where I taught Michelle how to use her new Super Cruise in her Cadillac. And she's going to read the disclosure statement. She'll probably check mark a couple of boxes and then sign off that I trained her on how to use this. Because what's happening is people are buying these vehicles, and Kevin almost alluded to it a minute ago. They're buying these vehicles and they don't know how to hook up Bluetooth and they don't do it properly. Or what Kevin was alluding to, and this is really critically important, is the verbiage. He said, Lane keep assist. There's also lane change alert. So when you hear this terminology, alert and assist, that immediately needs to teach everybody that's listening to this podcast that those are two different type of systems. One's assisting you and one's alerting you. And that's going to be really hard to do. Let me rephrase that. That's going to be really hard to teach. 16 and 17 year old kids 
at the local driving school. Yes. That's where this is going, is all this assist and alert stuff and, and uh, checks and balances and pedestrian alert and an adaptive cruise control with imminent crash response versus adaptive cruise control with uh, avoidance collision and stuff like that. All this verbiage means something totally different. I cannot begin to tell you how many people I've talked to in the last year that get in new vehicles and they immediately will overtalk me and go, oh yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that, yeah, that's, uh, that's that lane change alert thingy, Bob, yeah, it vibrates your seat, yeah, yeah, that's what that is. And so I have to go, well, no, 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 sir, that's not lane change alert. It's lane keep assist. It does something totally different. And this has just happened in the last six, seven months, you know, almost a year, where people are, their, their mindset is they assume and they think and they know what they're getting into and they know how it works and how it drives, and that's not how it is. And I stop them and I go, wait a minute, let me teach you how this works because I have a conscience. <laughs> I don't want you to think it's something else and you go down the street and you plow into a brick wall. So I make sure my people that buy vehicles from me know what they're getting into. Don, you got anything? Do you think this is going to impact our insurance rates as, as we get better with this technology? Oh, that's, that's kind of a hard question to answer because... I have a lot of friends that are insurance agents and they may not like what I'm going to say. But I think a lot of the safety stuff will help us become better drivers if we learn how to use it. But the insurance companies are going to give us as much discount as they can. But I think they'll always find a way to make sure that insurance is expensive. Gotcha. All in all, I mean, regardless of what, if you just have a bare bones run of the mill car, it's picking me up fine. But if, regardless of whether you have a run-of-the-mill car or if you have one that can damn near drive itself, the cost to fix all this stuff, you know, should you, you know, you get rear-ended, you have all the, the camera, the, yeah. the, the ultrasonic stuff back there, wide spot monitoring, all that stuff, it's still going to be an arm and a leg to fix because, yeah. because the technology is expensive. So I, that's why I think, Don, to answer to your question, I don't think your rates will change that much, just because what they're what they're losing in being protected, they're going to gain back in the cost to yeah. have it. Okay. Yeah, a sensor on a the adaptive cruise control sensor on a GMC Sierra truck is four hundred and ninety-five dollars to replace, and then you have your forward collision alert camera in the windshield that's about $700 to replace, somewhere in that price range. So then, like he was saying, you've got the blind spot monitoring system. It's a it's a sensor that's kind of like, uh, I would say usually by where the gas cap is in the rear of a car. And those things are expensive too. Like when I was working with Ford, the whole assembly for an F-150 taillight, I think was around $600. The sensors themselves are expensive. Right. So if you just got a little bit, a little nick in the casing of that, yeah. you're paying, you're probably paying half your car payment to have that fixed. Right. 
So I mean, the, the technology itself is expensive. So that's where they're going to be able to, like you were saying earlier, the check and the balance there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I think we're about ready to wrap this up. Um, this is going to be part one of our uh, podcast. I would like to continue this discussion on the next one. And I'm going to ask Michelle and Don to do some homework and come up with some questions about safety technology. Maybe something that you guys hear in the, with your friends and your families and your coworkers about what they hear, what they think, or, or even something crazy like what, what they think they know, but maybe it isn't true. Uh, I'd like to tackle uh, the subject a little bit more because there's a lot to discuss because the braking systems are going to be changing in these vehicles as well. I've got some exciting news to tell you guys next podcast when we do this. Um, Kevin, you got anything? Uh, your, your tech expo? Yes, sir. Uh, I know you're saying the end of July, but July's come and gone. Yep. And maybe a, a good way to kind of integrate the topics would be to have uh, Don and Michelle, and we have something where it has all this stuff. Okay. And they could be like live and in living color with it. Live and in living color. I like it. So you can see how all this stuff works. Okay. And, all, and how it, like where it's located, how it pertains to your driving. Because like I said, the, for me, it was how it disengages you at the driver. What better way to see how that works is to put one, if not both of you, in the seat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And see how it affects your driving habits versus the vehicle or vehicles that you drive down. Okay. Have one with all this stuff versus what you What do you think, guys? Sounds good. Sounds good. Right. Okay. Michelle's overly excited, I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. Just kidding. <laughs> Just new toys. Okay, so that's our podcast for today. I just want to thank Don, thank uh, Michelle, and I want to thank Kevin for showing up. Uh, this is actually kind of fun doing it here at the old Palace Coffee House in Canyon, Texas. The original Palace Coffee House. Yes. You know in July they turned seven years old. Wow. That's, yeah. I didn't realize they'd been here that long. Yeah, seven years. Yeah, July 1st is their birthday, so mark that on your calendar. Um, thank you, everybody. I appreciate you showing up today and listening to the podcast. If you have any questions, you know where to find us. The link to this podcast will be on our Instagram uh, profile and we'll launch it over to Facebook and then again if you have any questions about anything make sure you contact me or Kevin uh, we've got our contact information in there and it is appreciated always you guys have a blessed day Kevin thank you very much yes sir Michelle Don thank you yes sir golf clap alrighty guys and we'll catch you guys on the next one y'all guys have a good day